Chadwick Boseman once said, sometimes you have to get knocked down to understand what the fight is. And just like there is a Wakanda, there is my Wandita. <laughs> that's, well, I was going to say that's my girlfriend, but I'm sharing with her to do, sharing her with you today. So <laughs> I guess we'll say that's all of our girlfriends today who's joining us on the Fitness and Moses podcast. And you'll hear, like, I literally, we were talking and I pressed record just in the middle of a conversation. And this girlfriend to girlfriend conversation is for anyone who has felt stretched out to the max, felt like they didn't know they could take another step. Um, anyone who has been hit by life and then had the truck, you know, shut off and roll them back over. This is for you, gorgeous. Wanda is my girlfriend that I go to whenever I need to remember who I am. Remember, I need to remember that I need to be a thug in my stilettos. <laughs> whenever I need to G up, she's like my little Buddha, but with like class and style and feminine energy and just zenness. And she shares some of her personal just stories, her personal truths and like how she wears her tiara, how she wears her crown. So this is a, it's a pretty raw and vulnerable conversation where we just let loose, we let the universe flow with it, and we had a good time. And I wanted to share this publicly because I know that one, when I share this, like we're literally girlfriends from all across the world, from Iran to Australia to Japan to the U.S. to Canada to Germany to France and beyond. And we're all connected. So as I sip my mimosa in my little corner of the world in Texas, you're sipping your mimosa where you are as well. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter that we're separated by thousands of miles because the reality is when we push this play button, we're all here right now. And so today... My gorgeous Wandita is leading us in the next rep of our life. And listen up, have fun. And um, as Chavik said, sometimes you have to get knocked down to understand what the fight is. Welcome to Wandita land. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. So if you could repeat what you just told me. Well, what, what was it that I <laughs> So I was telling you about how I'm going like super, I don't know, like, really trying to get myself on a whole nother level of love with my goddess metrics. And I was designing this lingerie plan for like who I am. Cause life seems like it's going crazy. It's falling apart. And someone at work told me, um, her name's Lannis. And I thought this was amazing. She's like, I told her basically I have to surrender to control. And she said, when you surrender to control, you let control take control. And I was just like, dang, I don't about that yeah like control take control i think it's more like you let go of the burden of the word control yeah but i don't know if we would let control have control because people would like me would freak out right? so like yeah because like we need the idea that we have some sort of control in our lives which is why the only thing we can control is ourselves which right. is why what you do is wonderful because you're basically honoring yourself and like giving yourself the time and love that you need to really like allow yourself to feel what you feel, to be angry at whatever you're angry at, to like want to fuck up shit, whatever you want to fuck up. <laughs> whatever emotion you're going through is actually good to like let that go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but yeah, but I think either way that quote is good. 
what she said. Um, I look at it a little bit different, but I still think it's good regardless. You know what I mean? No, because me, I I think that's what I'm saying, like, what you're saying, though. Because, like, controlling is, like, controlling my body, controlling the food that yeah. I put into it. That's my body of the goddess. Like, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like your ideas of control and, like, mine are similar in a sense where, like, the only thing we do have control of yeah. is ourselves. And in that sense, when we actually surrender, quote unquote, to it, it's like we're finally giving ourselves the space to actually be like, you know what? I don't know why I'm concentrating on this bad relationship, on this bad job, on this bad environment, on my annoying roommates, on my annoying spouse. I can't deal with my kids. You know, whatever it is, it's like when you finally just sort of let all that go and be like, you know what? I need some time and space for myself i feel like that surrender is like that control that you're giving yourself to honor yourself do you know what i mean yeah yeah so my like let go and the only reason why i say that is because like my life for instance is like (laughs) hell and back right Mm -hmm. so the only thing i could control is like the most simplest thing which people i feel like take it for granted is like your attitude out of everything that I control, yeah, it's like my attitude. So even when I was in the hospitals, even when I was bombarded with like the lawyers, the police, uh, nurses, doctors, with all the surgeries, treatment and stuff, I always like promised myself that like I hate life and I hate everything else and the world sucks. However, that doesn't mean I should drag other people down. So the only thing I control is actually having a good attitude about it. And even when I tell people I'm having a bad day, it's still in a pleasant way. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, like, making them feel bad, you know? And, like, I feel like that for me, like, if other people did the same, whatever the strife is will be a little bit better. Because I feel like it's worse if you're angry and then you're just, like, a horrible person at the same time. Yeah. And then make, like, everyone feel the same way. So, like, what you're doing with yourself and, like, the, the, the discipline, like, the different goddess, whatever, workouts that you have, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome because you really are in tune with, like, the morning because we are very different in the morning than we are in the afternoon and then, then we are when we, like, That's so supposedly true. die down to chill out at night. You yeah. know what I mean? So, for you to recognize that is very, like, unique because a lot of people don't. Because what people just think is like, I'm grumpy in the morning, I need coffee. And then like, I that's see. it. And then at night, it's like, okay, I ate already, and then I'm going to go to sleep, you know? Yeah. Good, you know? Like, I kind of feel like at the end of the day, like, just think about like our, our bodies, like full of sparkling goddess units of energy, right? And it's kind of like, as we live our life, if we live it by the right metrics or in the right flow of who we are, we unlock more of those units with, of energy within inside our body. So at the end of the day, I always say, like, if you live your day the right way as a woman, at the end of the day, you should feel more well-rested and, like, blessed and stuff. But yeah. how do you, from, like, and I know it requires a lot of discipline, but, like, I don't know, like, what's the sake recipe to this, but, like, how you were saying when you go through your treatment, doing everything with the police, like, going all through these surgeries and stuff. So you're, like, not only are you physically seeing with your eyes your world kind of, like, shift and change and everything, but your body's feeling it as well. So it's kind of, like, I don't know. Well, you'll get this analogy, but, like, holding a plank, right at the gym but everything else is like going crazy around you but you're keeping that perfect form in your plank and yeah, i kind of on your breath oh <laughs> dang yeah 
Yeah. So you focus on something that you're able to handle. Right. So when I look at all my obstacles that are mm-hmm. on me, like right now, um, once in a while, obviously I'm human, so I'll get overwhelmed and then I'll start crying and stuff. But then I have to calm myself down. And mm-hmm. the only way to do that is like refocus. It's like, okay, one day at a time. Okay, so tonight, what, I'm gonna, what am I going to do? Or in the next hour, what am I going to do? Which is why what your new plan is, is wonderful, is because it does break down the day. Yeah. It doesn't break it down. It doesn't break life down by like years, you know? Whereas no, girl, I'm me, just I'm trying like, oh to get through the day. <laughs> yeah, like for me, I'm like, oh my God, I have five more years of treatment. But yeah. that's very overwhelming. But if I think about, okay, so for me, I think about this month. And then right. after I think about this month, I break it down to like this week. And then from this week, I'm like, today, okay, how do I feel today? Okay, I feel okay. You know, like at least yeah. right now in this hour, I feel okay. I'm going to practice my keyboard talk to my homegirl jasmine about life which is cool you know even though i'm not you know i don't think i'm vocal about life and feelings and all that you know mushy shit but it's cool (laughs) we handle it we handle it juanita's like my like little g and stilettos yeah but it's just like um even with the plank that you said even when it's so hard and you feel it and you're like your legs your arms you want to cry, you just want to, like, let it go and stuff. But if you just concentrate on, like, refocus and concentrate on your breathing, you could add a few more seconds to it. And that's all it takes. And then soon the yeah. few more seconds will be, like, another, like, 30 seconds. And then soon you could be doing, like, two minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, for me, I feel like everything's adaptable, but you have to be open to it. And you have to try. Like, you can't. Not try and you know what you said where you wanted me to repeat what I said with my friend who went to the gym. Mm-hmm. So like he, I love him to death. He's my homeboy and he's like very successful. Like I want to be like him when I grow up, type deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he grinds like all day long. Wow. You know, and he's happiest when he's like in love, but he's like rarely in love because he's just so busy. Right. You know, and then and he's a health freak like us. You know, and he's, like, a huge meathead in the gym when he actually, like, is in the gym, you know? Yeah. But, like I told you before, he only went for, like, one hour of the day. And I'm like, yeah, what is that going to do when you have, like, 23 hours that is, like, stress, 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 Mm -hmm. stress, and then you're going to do one hour? But it really takes about one hour to warm up to how you really feel about everything. Mm-hmm. that's why like yoga takes so long or like stretching takes so long like you can't just expect to go to the gym and then within one hour bang it out and you feel like a breath of fresh air but mm-hmm. then like the next day you want cheesecake and you eat cheesecake and then you wonder why you don't feel well right you know like if he knew about your plan he would be like well that's a lot it's like why is it a lot because you're putting yourself first and not work and not your coworkers, and not like all this other stuff you know what i mean yeah. So, like, so, you know, I think the plan is great and it's important. I feel like more people should know it. And then what else we talked about before this was um, was how, like, you know, when people are hungry and stuff, instead of, like, grabbing the vegetables and things like that mm-hmm. and meats and cooking themselves, it's a quick fix to just grab something that you could pop in the microwave or chips or, like, snacks and things like that. And And so the analogy was, like, you eat all that and you're full for that second but you're not like fulfilled 
mm-hmm. like for the whole time. So, yeah. and that goes into so they say that people that actually cook and do all that stuff and give them the self love and have that patience that actually goes into everything into everything else in their life so every aspect of their life into relationships into the jobs into friendships into whatever else they do so people that are i don't want to use the term lazy because some people in their case don't have time and i get that you know so the hard part is like making time and to not be lethargic about it to actually be very motivated about it even if you're not motivated you make yourself motivated you know I hear, and this is, I guess, where I kind of feel like I don't have feelings. Um, <laughs> and you just internalize. No, because like, oh yeah, I guess I do internalize a lot. Because when I think about like my little warrior was super sick, you know what I mean? And it's like I still knew that I had to have that two minute. It wasn't even a two minute, really. It was probably like a twenty second feminine energy dance that in the morning to fall into the softness of my own body. And I'm kind of just like an attitude of I could do that when he's literally like starting to begin his walk with God. You know what I mean? And do my 15 minute workout of lifting kettlebells so I can lift his body. Then like, what's the next person excuse? You know what I yeah, mean? That's true. And it's it's most of the time. I feel like most people will understand that if they've been through something very difficult in their life. A lot of people that. Um, you know, they're lucky in a sense because they're blissfully ignorant right. where like they don't know that death is real, like in real time. That yeah. it's like, what's the word where it's like, not adamant, but it's like imminent, right? Imminent? Yeah, imminent. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Where death is imminent, where like, you know, diseases are real and stuff like that. So like, I know people right now, maybe because I'm in Florida. But um, they'll walk around without masks because they think the pandemic is not real. <laughs> like her friend in D.C., her cousin just died. Yeah. And it was literally within like three days. Yeah. And the whole family's like devastated. They're like, we don't understand what just happened, you know, and he worked for yes. an airline. So uh, like, yeah, you know, he, he caught it. So, oh my God. you know, I feel like for people that's been through some something tragic, they will definitely understand when you say, you know, it's important to give ourselves even the 15 minutes whereas other people that are so involved in work or like money or like relationships or whatever but nothing tragic like nothing hard happened they won't understand it because they're so into the hustle right you know like oh that's not gonna happen to me that ain't gonna happen to me you know yeah like all i need is this and i'll be good and then years later they wonder why they're like you're not good yeah you know, and it's very, it's a spiritual thing. I mean, the spiritual thing goes into your soul, your workouts and everything. That's why, like, when you talk about, you know, people's feminine energy or, mm-hmm. like, our, like, our spirit, our soul type thing, like, it's very important, you know, to be in touch with that. You know what's so funny when you said that? I had an aha. So for listeners listening, like, Wanda and I were talking this was a while ago, like weeks ago or a few months ago, but I was just talking how about like my energy and you shared like the same thing a little bit with your energy too. Like it's considered like kind of very sensual to some people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like a lot or like they sexy. They think I want to bang them all the time. <laughs> yes, like girl. <laughs> yeah. And, for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like too, and yeah. it's not trying, like it's not trying, it's not boost. it's literally not that, like. And I was just telling you, like, how I tried to, like, keep it in and, like, hide it. You know what I mean? Like, 
or divorce it or I don't want that on me. I don't want to be considered too much or too sexy or too sensual like I'm after someone's husband. Like, I'm not. Like, trust me. That has nothing to do with you. But. Let me give you an example. Okay. Back in the day, I had a friend. We're not cool like that anymore. But she, okay. Let's just say girl A was dating girl B. Okay. Okay. So they invited their friends over, and girl C came over, and girl C was wearing white pants. And girl A, or the first girl, whatever, that's dating the dude, was pissed off because she's like, why are you wearing that pants when you know my man's here? (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, and I think it's so funny because I'm like, so you're mad because she has a fat ass and she could wear white pants. <laughs> I was like, and she's wearing it around you, but you guys are Girl. girls. Why are you tripping? You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, you can't be mad at her because she's banging like that. I would just be commenting her, like, go ahead. Yeah, like, like, Yeah, and she didn't want her man. I'm right. Like, no. That's what I'm trying to say. Especially when she was dating my brother. So it's like, Oh my gosh. Man. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> I was just like, so the other girl body shape is different right you know but she's super cute super beautiful so i'm like i don't know why you're tripping like that if you like that upset go wear booty shorts and walk around then next to her if that's like like that you know but it's not a competition no yeah so when you talk about when you walk around and you're extra sensual sensual and you're afraid to like offend people yeah don't even they could kiss your ass with that shit (laughs) like they're just like hating or they just want to be sensual because It'd be different if you were doing it on purpose to, like, a married man right. to get him or something. But if you're just walking around in sweats and you're still sexy and extra as F, then, like, who's going to hate on that? That's, like, not your fault, you know? And if other people can't handle it, they need to stop looking at you. You know what I mean? I look at you all day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gay, but, you know what I mean? I love you, Wanda. That's, like, our yeah, favorite thing to know, say. Like yeah. That. So, like... But, like, so we know, like, like, you represent each other. So when you're together, when I'm together, when someone else is together, we're like, girl, we're looking good today. Yeah. Like, you and know? Supportive. Yeah. yeah. But, that's, but that's people who aren't insecure. And, like, I don't like saying that because I feel like even the most non-insecure people have insecurities. I was like, but I think it's mm-hmm. just more of the respect. It's like, you're not going to be the prettiest girl in the world right yeah you're not gonna be the ugliest girl in the world yeah i was like depending on who looks at you you can be the most beautiful thing in the world depending on who's looking at you you could be the most like shittiest thing in the world right you know but it really matters on how you see yourself and most of the time how you see yourself is how other people see yourself so if you work around that you're like strong and you're because you're not walking around like oh i'm extra sexy blah 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 you're walking around like i'm feminine Mm-hmm. I'm headstrong. Mm-hmm. I could whoop your ass. I could bench 250 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm still in my stilettos. It's like that. Like, yeah. And also, it's different. The aura is different than girls that or people that walk around saying, like, I'm the shit, I'm the shit, I'm the shit. Right. You know, but no one should ever be, you know, like, trying to change their aura. Right. Because of, like, somebody else's. Like, your rep is you. Your rep is you. It doesn't have anything to do with anyone else's rep. Yeah. And I'm talking about, you know, situations where you're not dressing a certain way to offend anybody. Like, you're not going to a Muslim church wearing, like, titties out, booty out. Yeah, that would not not be the place. Yeah, like, but I'm just talking about, like, who you are respectively and just 
being who you are and someone hating on that, that's nothing yeah. to do with you. You know what I mean? And when you were talking about, like, the whole thing spiritual, like, feminine energy is spiritual, for some reason, I had never thought about the fact that feminine energy really is spiritual, sensuality really is spiritual. So I'm hiding that. I'm trying, I'm hiding myself in a spirit basis, right? Which my body hears that, so then it's kind of not really honoring myself and passing, like, practicing integrity with my body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't think... I feel like a lot, so I guess if you want to like go deep into it, society mm-hmm. is made where females are very like downplayed. Like yeah. our sexual neatness is, has to be hidden. Our, our, you know, wants to be like feminine, but it has to be, but the way we want to be feminine is not the same way as society want us to be feminine. Because yes. being feminine in society is being a homebaker wearing heels while we bake and do laundry, which makes no freaking sense, and wearing red lipstick while we're doing the dishes, which makes no sense. I mean, if you do, awesome. But right, like, but that's why there's dishwashers, yeah. Dishes. Yeah, you know, but us feeling good about ourselves and going out and being super feminine and dressing up sexy and wearing heels and red lipstick, what, all of a sudden we're trying too hard? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we're trying to steal somebody's man? Or yeah, I don't want to meet your man. Whatever. Yeah, like that's that's stupid, you know? So the only time that we're really allowed to be feminine is in our house at home with, quote unquote, our man. You know what I mean? And then when we're outside, we have to be what everyone else wants us to be, which is like nonsense. I mean, nowadays it's better, but especially with all the social media, I mean, all the females are out and about. (laughs) But you know what, though? Something I noticed is like you can have minimal clothes on and post on social media and still be in completely masculine energy. Because for me, I think of, like, sexual energy sort of kind of for, like, men. And, like, sensuality is more something you see within feminine energy. And not to say, like, energy, energy doesn't have a gender, but, you know. Yeah, I think it, I think for the most part that fits. But I feel like there's situations where it does blur the lines. Because I know a lot That's of true. feminine guys that... that is true are masculine but they're feminine too you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of like the energy doesn't have a gender thing right so yeah so like but but there is a difference with like so when you say like feminine energy obviously we think of females yeah we think of our sensuality our like us like when you say it i i look at it as females that are very in touch with themselves so if they want to love, they can love. If they want to be kind, they can be kind. That it's okay. If they mm-hmm. want to dress up, it's okay. If they want to like ex- express how they feel, it's fine. You know. But then at the same time, if you want to be like in sweats and not give a shit, that's still okay too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like if people accept that and have more freedom, then I feel like there'll be more peace. You know. So like all the yeah. plans that you give out. I think it's great just because, like, I feel like each plan sort of allows the person to learn something new about themselves. Yeah. And, like, once you learn yourself really well, ain't nobody can say anything to you. Like, I think my years of, like, suffering and isolation, (laughs) so now that I'm a monk, like... Girl, bye, you are... (laughs) It's so true, though. Like, that is really how monks learn, right? Like through yeah. a lot of suffering and through isolation stuff because yeah. I have had so much time to reflect where I know myself really well and it's like ain't nobody could tell me anything now. 
So but how did you take that journey, though, to do that? Because other people would have gone through it and not been able to, you know, like... Um, well, I guess it depends on the person, right? Because, so me, I was always spiritual anyways. Mm-hmm. So, and I am okay with confronting things. I'm not scared of it. Yeah. So I was okay with admitting that I had absolutely no control over my life or anything. Because all the how I, had, I need to learn that. <laughs> like how? Huh? How do you learn? How do you learn that? How it's not that you, you learn it. It's sort of like you have no choice. So you either fall in a deep, deep hole. Okay. Or you just like move on. For me, I don't know if it's just because of my attitude or whatever, but I got annoyed with the way shit was. So it wasn't even like, oh, I'm so motivated. Let's move forward. I'm like, fuck, I hate being where I am. Right. What are you going to do, Wanda? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, and I've always, to make me happy, I know that like I need to be somewhat productive. So what's the first thing you do? Okay, you got to put some goals down here somewhere. Right. So when I was in the accident, I mean, my goals are pretty obvious. Okay, so within the next two months, I'm going to learn how to stand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to start moving my legs. And then within a year, like I want to be able to learn how to jog. Now, the doctors told me I wasn't able to jog. I wouldn't be able to run or anything for like a couple of years. But I did it within like a year and a half. Yeah. So they could kiss my ass. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was like, so those were goals for myself. And and can we talk? Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, and they always say, be careful with who you share your dreams with. Oh, yes. And, you know, because yeah. they will knock you down. So throughout a lot of, so during my accident and even my treatment now, I rarely tell people what my goals are and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, I tell them and stuff, but it's like, I'd rather just like do it now. Mm-hmm. And then I'll share some stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but you really have to be careful with who you're telling just because if they don't understand you, they're going to knock it down. And you don't know, you know what kind so, of energy they're going to contribute to it. Yeah. And it's really up to you with choosing what you want to do. So like for me, um, I had to accept the fact that I lost control and everything and that I had to move forward or else I'll be stuck in where I was. Yeah. You know, and so I allowed myself to cry I allowed myself to be angry. I allowed myself to tell people, it's not a good day today. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. You know, I gave myself permission to cut people out of my lives that weren't contributing anything. Yeah. And that I wasn't a bad person for it. Because I think a lot of people, they don't want to hurt other people. So they sacrifice themselves and Mm -hmm. then accept all this toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and like situations in their lives when they really... They don't owe anybody anything. Just like nobody owes you anything. Yeah, they don't e- owe anybody anything. Even if you someone's know? done something for you, and that's the hard lesson I had to learn. Like, that doesn't yeah. make you their, like, you know? You're a bit, you're exactly. A yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so through, like, the time, I I was able to confront, I guess you could say, my demons. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I've overcame everything, because I'm not. I haven't. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like... I was like, but I came to a point where it's like, okay, so death is imminent. Okay, disease is imminent. Okay, shit can seriously happen within 30 seconds of your life and everything is flipped upside down, literally. Literally. I think I lost everything within that month when I woke up in the hospital, you know? So um, it makes you reevaluate things. So I had to really self-reflect, you know, what's important in your life. Who's important in your life? Yeah. Who's contributing to you? 
Um, and like, basically it's like when you climb up a ladder, who's trying to pull you down the ladder mm-hmm. or who's trying to climb up with you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if you keep on taking the time to kick people off, you're wasting time because you're kicking them off. Mm-hmm. Like just fucking let them go and they keep on climbing type thing. So I always look at that analogy. Another analogy that I always look at is like, if you're like in a wagon and you're going uphill, are you like going to let the people that's like tugging on the wagon that's from making you reach your goals or are you just going to let them go and allow the people that want to sit in the wagon with you to move up, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, but no, like, um, it's just more, I just had to accept everything because I didn't have a choice, you know? I mean, I mean, obviously when you say, I don't, you know, you don't have a choice. I mean, like, like my cousins, they're super depressed and they turn to drugs, right? So I guess I do mm-hmm. have a choice. But it was just one of those, like, I didn't want that life. I saw what drugs and stuff do to people, you know? And the only thing I was good at is, like, okay, let me keep on working. Let me make the money. Let me, like, get out of this rut. And I think for me, I mean, this might sound super cliche, but for me it was, like, I wanted to concentrate now on my life with the moments of happiness that I could have. Oh, I see. So, so it wasn't, so I was stuck in a state of what people call wishful thinking. Right. Which is like, I wish I had a big house. I wish I had money. I wish I had a loving, um, you know, a loving husband. It's like that. (laughs) Do you remember that song? I wish it was taller. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Anyways, but you know, wishful thinking. So if you're in the state of wishful thinking, you waste a lot of time, a lot of effort, and you probably want to hit your head against the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. So once I was out of that state, it was more like now I'm like realistic thinking. So if I want to be successful, how would I become successful? Okay, so Wanda, you have one semester of school left to get your master's. You need to fucking do it. Even if you just learned to walk, even if you lost everything, you need to do it. So I think I stayed up at like 3 a.m. every night doing homework, crying because I didn't know what I was doing. But then I finally graduated. So I guess I didn't know what I was doing. You know, you don't know what you've done until you've done it, to be honest. That's so true. You know, so it's like, um, so it was like little, little, little goals. You know, I I wasn't doing that big wishful thinking anymore. It's like, okay, I want to finish school. Why? So that I could get a better job. So then I could be promoted with more money. And then in that end... I could pay my bills. I don't got to worry about living paycheck to paycheck, da 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 da, and it goes on yeah. and on. So it's, it was like little realistic moments of happiness that I know I could achieve. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I accepted that I have to be flexible with life because it really doesn't go as you plan at all. And a lot of people might not even know until they're like 50 years old or 60. I happen to know it since I was like five years old. But, you know. No, but that's like, powerful. Yeah. yeah, life has been like pretty hard. And a lot of people go through their own stories and obstacles, you know. And I was like, but yeah, but if you're able to confront it, confront your downfalls, confront your mm-hmm. weaknesses. Like, you know, I love gambling. I don't know if you know that. So no. I, I love gambling. It's an Asian thing. <laughs> especially if you're Vietnamese you could ask any of your audience that's Asian <laughs> if there's gambling in their life so it's a vice that I got from my parents and my family tree and you know my whole family tree has been in massive debt because of it 
Mm-hmm. Massive. Like, mm-hmm. in, like, hundred thousands type shit, okay? Mm-hmm. And I love it to the point where if you tell me it's only 1% out of, like, 100 million percent, you know, a lot of people that would deter them and people would be like, man, the rate is so small or so, like, little, like, yeah. let's not talk. And I'm like, but there's a chance. Optimistic. So I know my weakness. I know that. So right. if I, I don't go anywhere around gambling. If I know people that gamble, I don't go around them. You know, and if, let's say yeah. if I do go to a casino, whatever, my people that I trust holds my cards and my money. Yeah. So it's like that, you know. I don't have a lot of credit cards. Yeah. Because I'm very like, oh, but I got room on it. Yeah. (laughs) I'll eventually pay it back. And even though I don't squander like that, and I'm pretty good with money per se, but that's because I know my limits. It's because I know I can't handle credit cards, so I only have one. (laughs) And that's for groceries. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So it's like that. So the more you know about yourself, the more you know your limits, you're not as surprised when shit happens. So when all the bad shit happened to me, it's like, okay, I'm pretty upset. I hate the world. You know, I think I cried every day. And, you know, I had months where I went and and I just had, like, numbness. Mm. But I also didn't fight it. So I let myself be numb. Mm. You know, I let myself be that. And then... I let myself be angry. I let myself be upset. And then I gave myself permission to tell everyone, I'm upset today. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I gave myself to, like, be super honest. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, that changed everything. I lost so many friends, so-called friends. You know? And then I, I realized my good friends were fantastic, super awesome, great friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. dynamic totally changed. So the people yeah. that you lost... It didn't matter because you realize that the people that had was like, like, I don't know, like almost like guardian angels. Mm, so it, it totally beautiful. made up. Yeah. So it totally like made up for the people that like betrayed you or hurt you, you know, and then the things that you did lost, like totally hurt you. But then you realize the thing that you have, the stuff that you have is like miracles. It's like, you know. Uh, gifts you know mm-hmm. so it's very different so it's really perspective and it's like it goes down to like what I said it's like your attitude right so like um, so when I was diagnosed with cancer it was really bad and and you know I'm over here in Florida by myself mm-hmm. and I was really upset about it and it just ruined everything that I remade again after my accident mm-hmm. but then it's like I mean, my job was, like, so supportive. I think they loved me more than my family. Like, it was unbelievable. Aww. Like, my, you know, and I just got a promotion. Yeah. So it, it was great because the place that I was at before hated me, right? But then Aww. when I changed, when I finally got to where I was supposed to be. Right. Universe lined up with you. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just, you know, I just feel like, when you're in a bad space and the environment around you is bad, yeah, I don't want people to think that that's like a forever thing because, you know, you won't be happy until you find a space where you're supposed to meant to be. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just like if you put a shark. Did you know that if you put a shark in a tank, they'll die? 
the longest time that a shark lived in a tank was like six months. Wow. Like usually they will die within like a day or three days. Because they're just know? not meant to be in. They're not meant to be. But if you put them in the ocean, they live longer than like the human species. You know what I mean? Wow. So I always like think of it like that. So and a shark is beautiful, right? Like they hunt yeah. they're loner. They're like king of the sea. No one fucks with them, whatever, right? Yeah. But then if you put them in a tank, they'll die. It's like, you know, so you have to think of it that way. So it's not you, you know, it could be the environment that you're in. That's so important. Like, you know? yeah, because like we're the sharks. So not just, you're right. Don't take it in and be like, oh, dang, yeah, I'm in this. Like, boo, you're supposed to be in the ocean. Like, don't take yeah. the super. They're supposed to be in the ocean. Yeah. Upgrade so to the ocean. Like, and I feel like when people look at it that way, they get stuck. So when I was going through all my bad stuff, I had to remember that this is not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So, you know, I'll let it go and I'll, like, go through it and I'll try. And it's not wishful thinking anymore. It's like I'm going to be realistic about my goals. What can work? What cannot? What are the steps? It's very, like, logical, you know? And, you know, before growing up, I guess I wasn't as logical. I was very free-spirited. Go yeah. wherever I go. I'm here to help the human race. Yeah. Blah, 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 even though my job pay me shit. But then I realized, <laughs> what am I doing when I drop so much money yeah. to go to school, to be educated, to have all these great yeah. experiences, to be paid bullshit, you know? Yeah. So it's like that. It's like, so in a sense, you know, when we go back to it, the only thing that we have control of is ourselves and our choices and our attitudes. Can you talk you know? a little bit about how, so you went through the accident and you still have stuff through that and going through cancer, but being like, okay, I'm not either of these things. Like, this is me. Um, how do I put that in words? It's not, it's not so much that I feel that I am not either of those things. Okay. I feel that they are a part of me, but oh, it okay. doesn't. But it doesn't, but it doesn't show like, it's not the whole of me. It's okay. just a part of, of who I am. I was like, but um, that is something that, you know, it's individual by individual. Because for me, the isolation and a lot of suffering made me self-reflect a lot. Like I had mm. a lot of time where all I did was just think about myself. And then I think about my old relationships and then I think about my friends, and then I think about my other friends, and then I think about my job, and then I think about... It's literally like you go through your life, and you think about everything. Yeah. And then you cry about everything. Yeah. And then you think about all your regrets. Yeah. And then you think about all the stuff that your what-ifs you go through. And then you think about all the stuff that you wished, you know? And then so it's all these basically categories, I feel like, that people must go through and confront to finally be at peace to be like yeah my life was sort of fucked up but you know it's cool i'm gonna buy ice cream <laughs> yes. yoga tonight this is I'm why you're my friend yeah this is why it's you're my friend like yeah that would be a response yeah, let me do up some ice cream like and get that. Some, like, it's like i'm not the richest person in the world but i'm not like like my life was hard but i know people's lives that were like harder in mm-hmm. other countries and stuff like that you know so it's always like that like um I think if you're able to confront things, where in my case, because after the accident, I was basically paralyzed for like eight months, almost a year. And like, even when my parents came down and they were yelling at me and arguing with me, mm-hmm. it was very hard because I couldn't move. So yeah, so you're there in it. Yeah. And look at the wall. And they're here now. Oh, wow. You know? So, but stuff like that made me really, really bulletproof. 
Like, yeah, I could handle anything. You could be like slamming me on the ground with your words and everything, and it's nothing off my shoulders. I'm just like, you feel strongly about me. That's a lot. You must love me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's very much like, um, I don't know if you say, because I feel like I don't have patience anymore, but I guess I do because nothing gets to me like that anymore. And the only way for you to get to that point is really just self-reflecting on everything and letting yourself feel it. I'm talking about feel it. Like, it's not like, oh, it only took me a week to look at my regrets from this run relationship. No, it took me like months for this one little itty bitty space, you know, in Mm -hmm. my life with this one relationship that hurt me really bad. You know? Mm-hmm. So. What happened? Oh, no. It said, it stopped and said paused, but it kept on going. So <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Stay with me live. So, like, so I have written this down. So, you know, Beyonce's song like has this song, right? Find your way back. Um, And how do you really find your way back and feel good about doing it when you realize that the person you're finding a way back to is so different from everybody else? Um, that's a really deep question. I know you're welcome. (laughs) It's not about about anybody else anymore. Yeah. Like, when you go through something so tragic, um, I think a lot of us in society, we do a lot to please other people. Yes. Regardless if it's at a minimal pace or if it's, like, your whole life Mm -hmm. is to just please other people. So, for me... I was brought up in an Asian household, so I was very subservient. I was literally, like, from the books. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're a female, you have to be quiet, you have to learn how to cook clean. I cleaned all my brothers, like, laundry, bathroom, and I was the youngest. Like, everything you know, in the cooked, culture is what you did. I cooked everything. Yeah, I was quiet, and I remember my mom would force me to use lotion and I thought the whole world used lotion until I slept over at my friend's house and she didn't have lotion and I cried for like an hour because my whole world broke apart. And I was like, what do you mean you don't have lotion? She's like, you don't have to wear it. And I'm like, what? what do you Wait, mean? hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like, confession, what do you mean? Like, here I am, yeah, like, so third around. My, my mom would make me put on lotion every time after a shower. Right. And I thought all females did that. Right. She would tell me that you need soft skin or else you won't have a husband when you get older. So I so you put so you mean there's people that don't wear lotion? Huh? There's people that don't wear lotion? Yeah, there's people that don't. (laughs) Girl, I don't know. All I know is I'm black. I'm be ashy. I'm gonna wear my lotion. No, but you're wearing it because you're ashy. Right. I'm wearing it because that's the only way that I could get a husband. Mm, Dang. There's a difference. Yeah, Yeah. there's a difference. So when I was growing up, it was like. You know, I my mom didn't let me run around a lot. Like, she was like, you're going to get scars. And I'm like, do you not know your daughter? Like, that's all I did was play sports. But, you know, yeah. because guys don't want scars on females, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it was, like, all for a man. It was oh, all I see. for a husband. Yeah. It was all for that, you know? My dad's like, you don't want a big mouth and stuff. Like, you're a female. You should have a little mouth. You know, men like that more. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? You know, yeah. so my whole life, yeah. I was, like, very, very subservient. But... When you go through a lot of tragedies, you realize that what you're here for is really for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the people that are in your life is because they appreciate who you are, not what you do for them. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, through everything that I've been through, through my accident and everything, and, you know, because I've met a lot of people, again, since I had memory loss and stuff, and they literally tell me what you just said. They're like, oh, you're the same, sort of, but you're very different now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did have a hard time with that because... I realized I was different, and then I realized that other people saw that I was different, even though I'm still the same, in a sense, right? Right. And I was like, but that took me some time to accept, too, because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I right now, I don't know who I, who I am, you know? My yeah. body's totally different. You know, my health is totally different. Like, everything about me is, like, 100% not the same, you know? Yeah. And I was like, but... But I think you come to a point where you realize the people that really love you, it doesn't matter what versions of you are there. They love every version of you and they'll ride with you through that version. Yeah. So for the people that ask you, you're so different now why you are, you know, it's sort of like, okay, you're the same. I can say the same shit about you. Like, I'm different, but you're the same. Right. You know? And it's just like, it's how you look at it. You know, for me, I'm different. Why? Because I have progress from where I came from. There's no way you could be the same person you were when you go through all this shit and then, like, come out alive if you're the same person. No way. Yeah. You're not, it's a training plan. You're not supposed to be. It's just like, you know, so like for you and your situation, your brother, there's no way you're the same Jasmine as before than after. Right. Same thing. No way. I'm not the same Wanda as like, I mean, how many times did I almost die? A billion. So like yeah. 1.10.0, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those. So I think it's just like, it just comes with it. Like, you know, it's not that we're trying to find our old selves or come back to our old selves. It's more like accepting what has happened to us emotionally, spiritually, physically, and then move forward from it, you know? Yeah. So when other people question it, it's just like, I am who I am now, and back then, I was who I was. So, yeah. like, you have to accept every version of yourself. That's you know? what I struggle with. I think there's a saying where, I think it's in Christianity or something. I used to have it on my phone where it goes, I am what I am. Yeah, and I, I am what I am. And I loved it so much. Yeah, and I don't know why. And I used to say it all the time. <laughs> and it would be on my phone cover. Like, I am, and I would just look at it. I am what I am. And it's true. I am yeah. who I am. I am what I am. I am what, you know, the world has made me. I'm what my family has made me. And then at the end of the day, I am who I made myself. Like how, and I know it's kind of asking the same kind of kind of question, but in a different way. But how do you find the courage to do that? Like I've written, like you're given a book of recipes, but who you are isn't in it, right? Because it doesn't fit the mold. It is, you know, too much. Don't live the rules. Like how do you still feel sacred in your inner skin? Still feel sacred and I am who I am, but in a place of like, you know what I mean? Sacredness and honor yeah, I versus. Mean, that, I, I, I don't have an answer for that because everyone's like, Nirvana moment or aha moment is very different. Mm. So obviously my moment or moments, I don't believe in just one moment and all of a sudden you know That's everything, it. you know? Yeah, yeah. But my moments were my moments were always the hardest times and moments in my life. It wasn't like right now like how I'm talking to you and right. I'm at quote unquote peace with everything. Right. But my my riveting moments were always when I literally wanted to die. 
my own yeah. Well, that's they what they say. Like, that's they, they say like, your greatest breakthrough is. It's always yeah. at that because you're at your rawest. So, so when I was almost paralyzed and I broke every bone in my body and my family left me in the basement and I had a huge breakdown because I guess I had so much meds going in me. I don't know if I told you this, but I thought someone broke into my parents' house and I was in the basement me, yeah. and I was like, you know, and I could move around and I called my brother and I, and I guess they said I was crying hysterically. Oh, I don't remember okay. this. Yeah. And so they all came home and they all sat in my room and then like, you know, and I was just so embarrassed, which is crazy, right? You would think I wouldn't be embarrassed, but I was so embarrassed because I felt like I let them down because I got so scared. But then I realized that I really had issues. Like that was the moment where I was like, okay, so I'm not okay. Mm. (laughs) PTSD is real. For real. Like, yeah, like I, I... that was my aha moment during that moment was I realized that I did have issues and that I needed to work on that. So it wasn't, so I don't want people to think like, Oh, they're the moments that you have. is like this awesome spiritual awakening and (laughs) rainbows come out and like you see glitter. Like some of it is just very like, Oh shit. I have so much issues that I got to deal with. (laughs) Yes, girl. But, But from then it's like, oh, okay, so let me start dealing with them. Right. You know? Right. And then you just start, like, for me, I'm very, I'm a nerd, so, like, reading helped me a lot. So I read a lot about, like, our psyche, PTSD, and I read all about that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, and I did everything. I followed my doctors. Like, I allowed myself to be, quote-unquote, weak. So when they said I need to, to be on medication you know, for my depression or be on medication for this and that I did, but I still allowed myself to be there because I said, I will agree to this if it's only for this and this months mm-hmm. until I'm able to walk again. So mm-hmm. same thing with my cancer. I will be on all these medicine. That's fine because I can't sleep. I can't do anything. You know, I'm bipolar right now because my emotions are high and low. Like every other month, that's fine. If you want to numb up my brain, just for this time, mm-hmm. I like allowed myself to get that help. And then after I'm like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like now it's time for me to really deal with my emotions without anything making my brain like softer, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to say it that way, you know, but for each one is like their own. So it's really like the moments that are the hardest for you. I feel like is when you realize something, something in your life, you know? So like for me, I remember I just started crying out of nowhere and um, and I realized it's because I woke up from a dream about one of my long-term exes back in the day and this is like so long ago and I was bawling and the whole day I was distraught and Mm -hmm. that brought in all these other emotions and then I started thinking about my whole life and then all this stuff and I just hated everything and I was it was a really really bad day it was a dark day it wasn't even a bad day it was like a very dark day but I actually allowed myself to just cry the whole day, cry the whole night. You needed you know? to. It needed to. The energy needed yeah, to get out of myself, you. I let myself like, you know, and other moments were obviously like when I had my mastectomy, that was like the most painful thing I've ever, ever gone through. And then, you know, I had an infection. So it was just like one after another. And it was just really bad. And I don't want people to think like, oh, it's like you wake up and you have this moment where it's like, oh, I see a moment of clarity. 
it's not like that at all. It's mm. like, it's just later on you realize that you had an epiphany somewhere in there. It's just like when oh, I told I see. you where, it's just like when I told you where I, I was playing to the DMV area, right? Mm-hmm. And I still, I mean, it changes every other day, but I was so adamant about it. And everyone that knew me, like, put me in a cage and were like, you're moving back, you're moving back. And then I started feeling very suffocated mm-hmm. for some reason. And then... It was a sharp you know, thing. Looking, yeah, and I was looking online for jobs, remember? And mm-hmm. then I told you that mm-hmm. all of a sudden I started looking at, like, jobs in, like, Arizona and Texas mm-hmm. and, like, Valley and stuff without realizing... Mm-hmm. That my subconsciousness already had an epiphany saying, like, we ain't doing this. You don't want to move back. (laughs) Maybe you want to go to other places, you know? So it's very much like that. Like, sometimes it's just not clear, but you realize it later. Yeah. You know, I wish moments of clarity were like, you know, aha moments, like Oprah and shit, but life doesn't work that way. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of my moments are very small, it's like whispers. And then later on, like for me it's like if i just talk to you randomly and then i'm like oh shit i guess i did realize so and so and so it's like that like so that's your like, way of being quiet enough to hear the whisper is when you yeah, talk it's to just someone like else little whispers and then all of a sudden all the whispers make sense into this conversation in your head i feel mm. like you know but people's like you know darkest hour could be their lightest hour you know for me it wasn't like when I was okay is when I realized that I'm okay. You know? Oh, I see. Wait, yeah, say that again. Say like, that again. Say that again. <laughs> I feel like that was even level. <laughs> so it wasn't when I was okay that I thought I was okay. Okay. It's always when I realize later on if I have conversations with people, it's really when my close friends actually validate me mm-hmm. saying that you've you've been through a lot and you've done really well because when you're stuck in it you know you just think about yourself right because you have to Mm -hmm. so you don't really see it from other people's perspective or outside so like when it comes to a point where people are like you know you've been through a lot and then sometimes it catches me off guard i'm like but have i though you know it's like that like yeah girl (laughs) yeah Yeah. you have you know and it's like oh okay and then that's when like you connect the dots Mm. And you're just like, oh, shit, I have, mm-hmm. you know, or if we have conversations with people like what mean you do. And then we talk about everything. And, you know, you tell me that I have all this wisdom, which I don't think I do. But then when we talk, I'm like, oh, shit. Shoot, Buddha Wanda about to school you. <laughs> Buddha Wanda will school yeah. you. Shoot. So, so it's, yeah. So it's just one of those like um, you don't really know it until you already done it. I feel like that's true. I know. That's so not, like, no. what you want to hear. No, 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 but it's true. Yeah, a lot of things just aren't clear-cut, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, like, um, I'm a lot better now, but, you know, and as I said, like, so it was, like, a few weeks now that I've come off the medicine. I'm only taking one pill now, and I went through withdrawals, and it was really hard, you know, but now I'm a lot better, but... Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're better now than you were like three weeks ago. And then it's like, I guess so, because I'm still in it. So I still feel like crap, you know, Mm -hmm. but I know that I am a lot better than let's say like when I had my mastectomy or something, you know? Yeah. 
such a plug on my phone. No, you're good. I know mine always does that too. Yeah, it's like, and it's for me, it's hard for me to hear this because I'm like, oh, this is Wanda. Like, this is my Wandita. You know what I mean? So in my eyes, I'm like, look, every rep she does, like, you do it with such a goddess form. But you can't see it because you're the one doing the reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And when and when people go through lives and, like, when they do their own reps and stuff, like, they don't realize they're doing it. Like, I didn't know I was, like, learning things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't know totally. I was getting wiser. You know, like, during yeah. the time, I was just, it was just so much suffering. It's still a lot of suffering. Yeah. You know, like my body's not the same I'm still swollen like I don't like how I look my hair's not growing back yet my nails are fucked up my skin's fucked up like you know but it's just like you don't you don't really know it until like there's a situation where you could talk to somebody about it show your wisdom from it or anything you won't really know how far you've gotten yeah do you know if that makes sense like yeah you know so so for me, like, I know I've gotten far because I have good friends that tell me and I could see my progress. Like I finished school. So I could see my progress by my little goals. Like, oh, my school, you know, I'm studying for certs now. You know, I have a better job and now I'm aiming for a better job. You know, all that stuff. And I, I know you can't say this and this isn't me being nice, just me being cliche. But like, you know how we're talking about like, energy earlier? Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like in a way and I hate to say this. I hope this comes out right. But like your energy is kind of more pure and more you. You know what I mean? Like you're saying the stuff about like the outside appearance. But like and I guess that's what when people say, like, you're still you but different. Like your energy is so much deeper core now. Yeah, I think when I came back to work, I remember my old boss who was not my cup of tea. Girl, Um, she was like. You know, you're really different now. And even the way I respond to her, I'm like, am I? <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, you seem more confident. I was like, oh, then that's a good thing then. Yeah. Like, it was very, like, you know, I don't know if I was timid before or if I just cared too much what they thought and I wanted to please them. You're just not wearing it anymore. Like yeah, now I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Because I already you know can't. that I'm a good employee. I know I'm a good person. Yeah. I don't know why I was worried about it before, you know? Yeah. But you wouldn't realize yeah. that until something like that comes up. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I I am different. You're right. Yeah. You no. know, like. Yeah. And definitely my energy and my, you know, okay, so I, I've been wanting to talk to you about this, too. Yes. So, I mean, I know we're interviewing, but I don't, I don't really care about that. <laughs> And then, so this is our mimosa, so they're at our table and we're all sipping mimosas. Yeah, like, um, crap, what was it? Ugh, my chemo brain, I swear. What was it? Was it about energy? Yes, I forgot it. We're talking about your boss. So yeah, I was talking about my boss. Not wearing what other people think of us. Yeah, keep on going. Um. Sorry, my chemo brain. Ugh, I hate it when this happens. Let's see. Crap. I was so excited. Um, I know you were. I know you were. I know you were. Not, let's see. Not one of those people talks about your boss. You just don't care. You're more confident now. We were talking about energy and higher energy is a lot more pure. I know I'm walking backward instead of forward. Oh, okay. My short-term memory is not that great. <laughs> chemo brain, guys. Chemo brain. Okay, so, you know, when you go through so many things. Yeah. A lot of people always ask. 
do you wish your life was different? Right. So if you heard my story and everything, people would 100% say, I would definitely not want to go through that. Mm-hmm. Right? So at the beginning, I would definitely 100% clearly, undeniably agree that I would not go through everything. However, because now I'm on the point 10 gazillion point <laughs> Girl, she's been reinvented you know, a thousand times. I just don't know if I would go back to my old self. It's really odd. It's really? Like, um, yeah, like, Dang. and I've been meaning to talk to you about this because, Dang. you know, I know so much more now about myself and life. Yeah. Like, so much more. I feel like I know so much more than my brother's. Like, yeah, I feel like, like I know the same amount as my parents now, like where my parents finally talk to me as if I am an adult, which is like amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just don't know if I would give that up and go back to not that I was ignorant before, because I think right. I was very well grounded before. But it's just life and death really changes you and makes you see a very different perspective of the world. It does. So like when people are like, you know, would you just keep your old life? And it's like. Well, that's a really tough thing to say, but I don't know if I would go back. Wow. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, talk about acceptance. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about full surrender. (laughs) Yeah, but I was the other day and I was like... That's like thrown into the out of control. Yeah, it's like one of those, like, I know all these quote-unquote secrets, I guess you could say, about life that people don't, right? Yeah, that's true. You could talk about death. But our type of, like, development with death is on a whole different level than, like, other people. Oh, yeah, completely different. So, like, I don't know if I would give that up. It's like like knowing secrets of life that the only way you'll know it is to literally go through hell and back, you know? Yeah, to literally, like, there's no other way. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, your boyfriend dumped you. No, no, no. oh you know, your coworker was mean. I'm talking about, like, shit that literally came out of, like, the blue, came out of, like, the left hand. Like, somebody pulled the rug underneath you and that someone is the universe and literally no one had control over anything, you know? And it's, like, you just, Mm -hmm. the only way to go through it is to, like, grit your teeth and, like, you know, accept that this shit's happening, you know? Yeah. Like, that type of, like, tragedy. I feel like people that goes through that, you know, I don't know. I find it way more beautiful than, like, a little small flame. Now we have, like, you know, huge, gigantic wildfires. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah, no, I resonate with that because I always feel like people yeah. in my age group, I don't necessarily connect. But, like, it's so hard for me to find people that I do connect with. Just yeah. because, like, literally, it's probably going to be someone in their 50s and 60s. They're going to, like, mostly, like, be able to and, resonate know, with look, at all. I look at my friends that I've made here, like, Brigida and Gail. They're all in their 60s. Yeah, girl. Yeah. They're, they're all like, how are you only, like, 30 and, like, we get along with you? And I was like, I have an old soul. That's what, I, I, that's what I've said for years. Like, I just yeah. don't have. Yeah. Yeah, and then I hear all these, like, knucklehead kids, which they're not kids because they're our age talking about bullshit and I'm just like yeah that's not important like (laughs) I can't even be depressed over man but what I had to realize is especially when COVID hit to some people like this was the worst that they've ever been through yeah and I just see that I don't have patience for I'm like (laughs) because what I know 
I was like, imagine you just being diagnosed with an almost terminal disease, going through all these surgeries during a pandemic. Yeah, like, like there's so levels to this. Yeah, so that type of stuff, you know, I, I'm probably an asshole now too. It's weird. It's no, like you're not. Patients, it's just I that have, you see, like, you see life le- like it's white and it's dark, and we can't, we don't have time yeah, to sit in the gray. I don't, I don't care about little. That's bullshit. like. So how do you? So this is the thing, you know, and back when I kind of started this whole fitness and Moses idea, it's like when you look at training plans, right? And I realized, like, especially when I started learning about feminine energy, the way training plans were designed, they were designed for a men's body, right? Like how, and I was like, well, how would training plans look differently if it was designed for a woman's energy as well? Because all we're doing is we're cutting out templates when it comes to the fitness industry of what was designed for men's energy, beast mode energy thing. And yet, no, it's not that we can't kill it. Of course we can kill that shit. That's not the question. Because yeah, I like beast mode. Girl, listen, <laughs> we can kill like nobody else. But, but, ta- but yeah, I go ahead. need my yoga, need my stretching. Yeah. Need my, like, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't like have to be defined workout. a certain way. Like, there's layers of deepness within yourself. Yeah. And we don't have that. You're going to mess out on a layer, right? Yeah. And Colleen Sedman said that, like, if one woman were to tell her story, the entire world would stand up and break open. And we think there's something so wrong with us, but I think sometimes it's because we don't have another woman's story. And we see that in each woman's story as part of our truth because we represent their vibrations within ours. Yeah, I think we're scared that no one one will believe us and yeah. no one two will connect with us yeah so i feel like when one one female or one individual shares a story other people would actually see that they're not alone so i yeah. think like a lot of our fears is that we're by ourselves when yeah. essentially we're really not like if you look at all the cultures our religions everything we're really bounded by the same energy of like the human race which mm-hmm. is why like you know, if you look at a culture that you don't even know, don't even know their language, don't even know their land, don't even know anything about it. But if you see someone in pain, I'm pretty sure you would start crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just one of those, like, it's just there's a unbeknownst energy that connects all of us. And I feel like um, a lot of people don't tap into that. So yeah. they don't want to share their stories. They don't want to, like, open up about things because they're scared that they're by themselves. And that's, yeah, and that's the power of like you being here. That's the power of the podcast because it's not like a huge number wise. But what I do is instead of look at the numbers, I look at them from time to time. I look at the countries because to me, it's like this is energy connecting from Japan to Australia to Iran to the U.S. podcast or interview over like that's more structured because no. i feel like we were all over the place uh-uh. nope that's the divine and i feel like we're just talking about no radio, nope this is divine feminine <laughs> energy divine feminine energy is raw it is chaotic and it's okay that's a good word chaotic that is we are chaotic we're naturally chaotic and it is okay I, so I this is so people. this is my last question mm-hmm. no okay so if you were a fitness plan <laughs> and this is wandita fitness plan what would you tell us about your plan? Because what I've always admired about you, well, first that you're you, but how you prep for yourself. Like, just think about the accent. Like, you were so prepped in terms of you were trained to that marathon. You know what I mean? Like, you live in you your prep. Macros. Girl, yes. Oh, on point. A living I as a goddess. Walls. Girl, yes. Like, but living as a goddess means prepping like one. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I didn't know I was prepping until everyone told me that I was prepping. <laughs> That's how life is. Yeah. So I didn't know I was prepping, but I guess in hindsight, if you look at it, I wouldn't have survived my crash. Yeah. If I wasn't as strong and healthy as I was. And then same thing is I would have survived my cancer if I wasn't as healthy and strong as I was. Um, what was the most important so, part of your prep looking back? Um, man, I think it's the food. I mean, I know that working out is a big thing. So, you know, I'm an, I used to be an adamant runner. I would run like six miles every morning and then every weekend I would run at least like eight miles. You know, and then on top of that, I would work out for two hours in the gym. So I'm not saying that, and I'm not knocking any workouts down. So I'm all for it. However, food feeds your soul, so it's different. Yes. Right? So working out makes you feel good to your body and stuff. But you could work out all you want, but if you be eating cheeseburgers and pizzas every day, it's not going to do anything. Exactly. So, like, for me, man, I think. At my best is literally right before my accident, 2017, where I decided to count macros. And this was like a new thing for me because, you know, I always ate healthy anyways. And I was just like, oh, let me just um, count my macros. You know, I so I like literally learned all this nutrition stuff, learned how to count, how to do the calculations, figured out my like body fat and everything. And I chose my own numbers and then I meal prepped. Mm-hmm. And I meal prep every day, and I think, and I think every other day, I literally cry to my friend saying how horrible this experience was. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> this is terrible. But I'm like laughing. It takes a village. If it wasn't for my friend supporting me in it, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Know? So I like did it, and um, so my prepping was almost like you. So it would start at the week. So Sundays would be like me time. Yeah. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go out. That's when I cleaned and stuff. But that's also when I made my plans for that week. So a lot of people don't do this. um, And I think it's very important because when you sort of plan out your week or you plan out how you're going to work out or how you're going to eat, it gives you like a sense of peace Mm -hmm. for that week. Yeah. So you won't be scrambling around for like, oh, let me just get fries real quick because I'm hungry. Not that if you want fries. Right, right. Like schedule your, get, you got to schedule your cheat days. You know. At least I know, did. Like, yeah. Like, um, so, you know, and it's one of, so Sundays I would literally like clean and everything. And then during that time I had a notebook because I'm old and I write down. <laughs> I love, I, I'm hammering too. Yeah. I'm hammering too. Yeah, I write down and they they say that there's something when you write things down. Yep. Then just typing it or recording it. Um, when you write things down, it's sort of like you're making an imprint into the universe. So there's something about it. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So same thing with your studying. You could study all you want, look at videos and stuff. But oh, yeah. You have to write typing it. it. But if you don't write it down, you know, your brain doesn't actually register it as well as when you do. Yeah. It, you remember. So like... You know, you're putting into the universe that you're going to do this and everything. So already your spirit's in it. So I basically meal prepped. I figured out how many ounces I had to cook for chicken or vegetables. And I cut out carbs like a lot. And I'm not saying like I cut out all carbs because there were days where if you look at my meal preps, I just had like straight up spaghetti because that's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. So It's mixed with controlling what you can control 
your macros, your food, your workouts, but then also what I call it, what other people call it, intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. So there's days where I really wanted fish randomly. Mm-hmm. So I would allow myself to eat fish. There's days where I really wanted beef or where I would call you up and be like, I need a burger. so it's like that so it's like i was still flexible but i was very disciplined you know so and then but i wouldn't gorge so i would eat until i know that i'm full and then i would stop yeah so i think that's really hard for people but if you just really listen to your body you'll actually know when you're full and now you're just eating just for the kicks of it you know but once you start getting used to that and in that grind it's like it's like a reflex like you don't even have to think about it and then yeah. when you're off it, you actually feel really weird and you want to be back on track, you know? Yeah. That's why like, when people are like, oh, I can't do this diet, I can't do it. And I was like, yeah, well, it's a diet. That's why you can't do it. It's different. If you do it where it it fits how you live, right? then you could accept it, you know? So Sundays was like that. Like, I wrote down what I was going to do for my food and then I cooked it I would take out two to three hours out of my day and cook everything and then put everything in freaking little bento things you know Mm-hmm. wait Wanda I think I'm losing you it says poor connection the video resume okay I can see you oh okay and then I would have another notebook where it's all my workouts so, and every time I had, like, time, I would look at workout videos, and I would have a section where it's, like, arms, and then I'll put out workouts, and then mm-hmm. I'll have, like, legs, and I'll put out different workouts, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just very into it, and I gave myself that time, and I remember I had a lot of coworkers where they're, like, you know, aren't you a little bit pressed for doing this stuff? I was, like, I'm sorry. I was, like, are you hating because I could do the splits and jog, like, so fast, and if a wolf was chasing us, I would beat you, and you would beat me. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, it's like you're hating because I'm healthy. Yeah. How about you jump on in and I'll help you out instead of hating? But, you know, they could hate all they want. I don't care about that, you know, because I'm not hurting anyone. No, you're your own rep and you're wearing your stilettos anyway. And that's what I've always loved about you. It's like, I feel like, so I feel the most important thing in a plan is like if you're optimizing yourself and you're not hurting anyone, then it's, it's a very good plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So, like, aside from me, like, meal prepping and stuff and working out, it was really, like, the hours of myself that I had to myself was very, very important. That mm-hmm. made me more peaceful because when I out or when I was eating my meals, it was, like, very peaceful because it was, like, my heart and soul into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, other people don't have that because other people just went and bought, like, McAdee's or something real quick. Yeah. Which, there's nothing wrong with that either. I'm not saying that. But you know? are you saying a plan that optimizes yourself is the key? And is that optimizing you? Is every choice yeah. that you make in your life optimizing yeah. you? Like, I literally knew exactly what was going into my body, every ingredient. It was fantastic. I love Actually, it. I really miss it right now, yeah. No, Obviously, but wait. Can, so, I'm well, going to... I can't meal prep right now because... Of everything. You know, of, yeah. But I want to, so I want to challenge it, like, as we kind of come to, like, wrap everything up, I think, though, whether or not you realize it, this is, like, you've been prepping. Like, you're still prepping for the next thing. It's not saying the next thing is going to be drastic, but, like, every ingredient that you eat, it's, it's the same thing. If everything's energy, then so are 
how you move your body, what your body goes through, the thoughts yeah, that you put through I your mean, body, how you treat treat your body. Sometimes, like you know? I believe that sometimes, yeah. Like so, in my situation, it does sure look like that. Without knowing it, I was prepping myself for distract dis disastrous things. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but you know, in hindsight, I didn't know I was. I just knew that I liked being active and. I wanted to look like this fitness model that I saw. Like, the motivation is very me. I'm sorry. No, mine is, too. I have this one girl I look at, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll take one of those. My goals were, like, as deep no. as Jazzy's. It's not. No, but Jazzy's goals are not deep. Jazzy saw somebody was like, y'all have that ass. Thank you. How many reps should I do? <laughs> You know, it's just like graduating from my master's. I remember my friend asked me the reason why I did it was because I always wanted it. And I was like, no. I was like, the only reason why I got it was to say fuck you to my family because they said I was too stupid to get it. So you did it. So <laughs> you did it. That's you. That's your That's your G energy. Yeah. And oh, then my gosh. With workouts, it was one of those like, you know, I'm a thick Asian and it's fucking annoying. But I was never like big or nothing. I was just like thick, you know, but. Um, I finally embraced it because I was very athletic. Yeah. So I meet guys and they... But you're like couture. People are like, hey, yeah. girl. Like, like, like when I went into PT, they're like, oh, do you play a sport or something? You look like an athlete. And I was like, I really appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, you're right now my you favorite know, therapist. Like, the best compliment. And yeah. I was like, no, I was like, I just like to run, but I was hit by a car. So what is, what is, what is, oh, Wanda, <laughs> what is, la, what is one last goddess diamond you would like to share with everybody? To not be afraid mm. of anything. I'm talking about anything. If you want that cheesecake, eat that cheesecake. Don't be scared of the calories. I love you. you. Know? Yeah. Like if you want to go on a diet and I mean, I don't condone diets, but if you want to eat healthier, definitely do that yeah if you want to you know work out seven times a day to see if it works try it and then if it doesn't then switch it up like i feel like being fearless is very important like don't be scared of like anything even if you fail you know what i mean yeah like if you're afraid that you can't do jazzy's plan fuck that Try it and see if you can. <laughs> you're, you're a girlfriend. Her, Thank you. A, yeah, make her do accommodations for you. So then you can do it. And then slowly you get up to it. It's like... I love you. You know? Yeah. But I think that's the only thing. I mean, you know, if you go through a lot of things, there's not really a lot of things that you're scared anymore because life is short, you know? So... Aww. Well, thank you for being you and for being on this podcast. And like, literally, thank you for being my Wandita. You know what I mean? No, seriously, girl. Whenever I forget who I am, I, I call up Wanda and you, girl, you remind me. <laughs> you remind me to be a G in my stilettos. So thank you. I honor you. I think you're amazing. I love you too, woman. Love yours. Hey, beautiful souls. Thank you for joining the Fitness and Mrs. podcast. Remember to wear your stilettos. Remember to redefine them. Put as much spark. Put whatever you want on them. And don't be afraid to wear them. Because when you walk out wearing your stilettos, that's going to inspire the woman next to you, the child next to you, the man next to you, anyone next to you. We're all energy. We're all connected. But to slip into a pair of their own. Love you. Have a gorgeous day.